This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What's up, John? The Lakers are going to the NBA Finals. That's what's up, baby. John's not done. Hey, John's not done. Keep on John going. Done? It's not done yet. <laughs> we did it. No, it's it's unreal, man. It's it's so it's so crazy. Just to like just to like think back where we were, like not even that long ago, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, let alone five years ago. I mean, to be able to get back up this mountaintop it's it's so funny it's like it's such an interesting metaphor for like how growth can happen where you just it seems like all hope is lost that nothing is going to work and then a couple of the right pieces lebron and ad pull together (laughs) you take a little bit of toxic out of your life magic johnson unfortunately I like that they gave him a little nod. Like Jeannie, Jeannie tried to be like, "Thanks, Magic." For <laughs> she's nice. She's a good person. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's amazing to see how rapidly this thing turned around. And I no, but like this is the best case scenario. Where like we saw the potential for the Lakers being in the finals, but I don't I don't think that many people saw them being a dominant team that gentlemen sweeped their way through the entire western conference dude you you and i didn't so we're gonna check the receipts later but like uh, in a in a podcast like in september of 2019 i said something to the effect of i don't think this team can be a top four seed if we don't see a ton of lebron and ad pick and roll i think that's what it's going to take for us to be dominant and we've barely seen them do that (laughs) (laughs) off to my frustration we haven't seen them do the thing that i think would make them the best version of this team so like we're clowning on we're we're clowning on all these these tv and radio pundits who said they didn't think that this lakers team as currently constructed could be a, a a finals team right we did but even we didn't think that they could be this dominant that well that's the difference is like to be fair, the team that we saw on opening night versus the team that we have now is quite different. Like, think th- think about it. Media, pre- uh, whatever, media day, like the big preview day where it really was like, this is the team, this is announced. Yep. That was a little over a year ago. This season alone has been an actual calendar year. Yeah. And so some of the growth that we would expect to take like an off season to develop and all this. We got it all compounded into one season. And so guys like Alex Caruso in his first NBA contract are closing out with a plus 16 in the fourth <laughs> quarter of a game five Caruso. victory against, against arguably the second best team in the league. Like there's a case to be made that the nuggets are the second best team. Yeah. I think that's fair. And Caruso Proof that he was better than most of them. <laughs> but you don't expect that. You look, you look at the no. roster on paper, and you the some of the things that at least we we had an like an inkling of, and we knew that it was possible. Like the team just it synced. It, it the chemistry was there, the coaching was there, the buy in was there. It, yeah. ev- everything kind of reinforced each other, and we got like that one plus one equals three kind of situation with this team. So it's so yeah. cool. So cool. In, in in spite of a historically weird and negative year, yeah. this team has managed to be in sync and aligned, and just like growing together in a way that I I don't ever remember seeing an NBA team do. The degree to which they like each other and also are good playing together is mm-hmm. so remarkable. Through all it is. of this. It is. There are so many things that could have bro- broken this up, blown it up, created drama, whatever, that did for many other teams. And just like somehow through all of it, AD and Braun are riding their bikes around Orlando having a ball. We'll get to, we'll get to how those blew up to other, in other teams' faces in just a second. Before <laughs> we second. do, I want to thank all of our followers, invite you to subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast app, Amazon Music, Audible, wherever you get your pods. And if you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends and throw us a comment. And check us out on social media at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. So speaking of teams imploding and being a media darling... A break finals. some news. Let's break some news here. Do you want to do the honors, John? See, it's all you. You're the one who sent it to me. 
Doc Rivers and the Clippers are parting ways. A Woj Bob. For all the praise that Doc Rivers has gotten as a head coach, to see that blow up in his face in this epic of a fashion is just, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. It is the exact reverse of the narrative that everybody had going into the season. I mean, look at the look at the 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 stat here that we have. Yeah. Right. Uh, Frank Vogel, in his first year as a head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, has won as many playoff series as Doc Rivers has in his entire tenure as the Clippers head coach. And these are not he he was not coaching like the Clippers of our youth. He was coaching the Lob City Clippers. Right. The Chris Paul, Blake Griffin Clippers. Now the Kawhi Leonard, Paul George Clippers. He's not had scrubs. He's had all NBA talent on these teams. And he's won in, in I don't know how many seasons it's been, but it's, it's been quite a few at this point. Yep. As many playoff series as we won in one season. Frank Vogel has a chance to in one season win more playoff series than Doc Rivers did during his entire tenure with the Clippers. All he has to do is not get swept. Well, so. it, we, have to win, we, have to, we have to win this series is what it comes down to. But yeah. that's remarkable. Um, let, and let's, let's put it this way, too. Remember um, why everybody justified Kawhi going to the Clippers? The culture, the coaching staff, the depth, how, how together everyone was. It'd be such an easy fit. Meanwhile, the Lakers, chaos, leaking, you know, at each other's throats, apparently, all these kinds of... It's amazing how quickly the tides can change. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, Genie's the only owner that LeBron doesn't have beef with. You're right. That, like that he's played for. Yeah, exactly. But yet somehow Genie gets the, gets the label of like being the disorganized franchise, being the owner who doesn't really know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. It, like the, the likely sexism aside, like... Mm-hmm. It, it's so funny when you actually see what the what the team and the organization has accomplished to your point yep. in actually quite a short time. Yep. It's, and it's it's amazing. And it also just shows like when you can have you, you can have a dysfunctional organization, especially when the right people aren't the decision makers. Yeah, you know, G- totally. Genie was part of this organization through some very tumultuous times. And totally, part of it, I think, Jim too, was the decision maker. Right, exactly. And part of it too was Jeannie like establishing herself and feeling, com- you know, confident and comfortable in the basketball because that that was her whole thing. Is she said, "You make the basketball decisions, I'll make the brand decisions," and we we couldn't run the Lakers like that. It was like too divided. She needed yeah. to you know take the reign of the dragons, like like Kobe was saying, and she did. Yeah. And then same thing with Palinka and Magic. Like I I still I do think that Magic deserves credit for helping navigate out of that Mitch kind of uh, whatever administration yeah and and he just he just was chaos he's just a chaotic man yeah uh, I mean he the only like questionable the only real questionable deal that he did that I, that I can really think of was the Zubats one aside from that I actually think that Magic did a fairly good job given the fact that he was like handed a roster with Timofey Mozgov and and Luol Deng yeah and but, it, but then ultimately, Palinka was the one that was. He brought it all home. Wise enough, yeah. Yes. To pull yes. it all together and to make the right coaching hire. Just, it, it's impressive to see. Like the 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 leaks shut off. They got to work and they became a very tight organization, like the Lakers that we know. And yeah. it was just it was just a matter of like going through a change period and then calling out the chaos agents yeah totally and we got a we we have a great med medical staff now obviously like these guys have been durable they've uh they've gotten really good treatment and that's clearly that was a big deal for the lakers in the last decade or so um yeah we stopped hiring like the 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 kardashian instagram trainer exactly and and we started hiring everybody (laughs) that was close to kobe yeah yeah basically this is this is kobe has got his fingers all over this team man Oh, hundred percent. There's something. There's something special about that too. So, just kind of, I just want to, I want to take a minute and just kind of talk through, like, just some like miscellaneous things. Uh, 
without getting too much into the heat series, right? Let's, cool. let's leave the finals for a little bit later. I just want to kind of talk about uh, where we are, where we've come from. We can talk about Denver a little bit if we want. Yeah. Set the but stage, man. The, the one thing that I want to say here is that to me, like if you're going to tell the story of, of this team and this, this Lakers rise back to the finals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this starts with the Chris Paul trade, in my opinion. Mm, go on. That that's that. when this all starts because I think right. that one of the, you know, I heard I heard something about how like someone was giving Heat a lot of credit because they didn't have to tank to get back to this place, mm-hmm. right? Well, we tried to not tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we tried really hard to not tank from the Kobe Powell Lakers into whatever was going to be the next version of those Lakers, and like we got blocked. Right. There was actually a, a very good plan for the Lakers to maintain their dominance, to bring in a young player at that time, a, a young player mm-hmm. like Chris Paul, who's still Dwight, playing great, who's like, still playing great, you know, you know with to pair him with Dwight, with Kobe. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that. I think it's pretty clear that that would have been a contending team. Right. Yes. Yes. And the Lakers totally had the rug pull out from under them. Yeah. And everything that this team has done from that moment on has been. I think a result of that, like that is original sin, if you will, in, in, in mm-hmm. terms of like this lifetime, mm-hmm. everything that we've had to do has been in response to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because then I think we made some misguided decisions immediately following that to try to keep competitive while Kobe was on the roster. Yeah. Dang in terms of God. like, yeah, unfortunately, but, mm-hmm. things like signing Nash happened and he, right. he had yeah. injury issues and Dwight had his back issue and left and all that kind of stuff. So there was some, and, yeah. yeah, there was some initial bad decisions made. And then it was like, okay, well, I guess we are in tank mode. We're in tank mode and we've got to try to build up this core. Randall broke his leg in the first game of the season. First game. Yeah. Yeah. But like 13 minutes in. So it counted as rookie season. Um, So, you know, like this, this, this mountain we've climbed base camp was that Chris Paul trade to me. Yeah. Yeah. This is finally, uh, I think to me, some sense of relief over that, over what happened. That it's mm-hmm. like we've finally turned turned the corner on that trade, mm-hmm. and and well, I guess the trade that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you think about all of the different skills that the Lakers had to develop that they didn't have. You know, they they were not a great player scouting franchise franchise. I mean, how many mm-hmm. how many players that you know we didn't trade for or um, you know get post. You know, 2009, you know, the, all the, we traded away our picks. It just wasn't yeah. really part of our you know, player our development MO. wasn't really our, our jam. And just like, it's still, it's still not the Lakers strongest suit necessarily. They're better at developing stars than they are rookies. It, it's true, but we at least have like guys it. like Miles Simon and like Phil yep. Handy who, who, yep. who it's are really bona fide player yeah. development people. hundred percent. And that and that takes a while to develop that culture and develop those those kind of units and those teams that are really going to pay dividends for the Lakers moving forward. I know that we had to trade some picks and stuff for AD, but talk about diamond in the roughs that we're able to find. And they're out there. I mean, look at Jokic. Wasn't he a second round pick or something crazy? Like I, I, I don't I actually know what like I don't a, actually know what his pick was. I'll like they're, they're out there, and the Lakers have gotten really good. Just it's just the proof of how many. Lakers draft picks are actually playing in the league. What is Jokic's yeah, second round 41st pick selection? Second round. Second round. 41st, 41st pick. 41st pick. Yeah. You, you could buy yeah. that. You know, you can buy that pick. So, yeah. I mean, THT, I think, is a good example of like great someone example. who I think we're bullish on. Yeah. Uh, I think Alex Caruso is, is obviously a really notable obviously example. An amazing example. Yep. But if you look at the other guys, I mean, there, there was a, there was like a ringer article about like a, the like starting it was like a it yeah, was like yeah, the yeah. roster of players the Lakers have traded away or whatever and like yeah it's a lot of players who are good rotation players and it doesn't even count it doesn't even count some of the ones that were just like on our G League team or yeah. like you know some of the guys that that we didn't draft but we helped develop like our our G League squad has gotten pretty good too like watching some of their footage and then looking at Caruso's arc the way that the G League was able to develop him I mean, yeah, you're right. That whole story does start with a team that was focused on not building through the draft, building through acquisition, being forced to build through the draft, having to take its lumps because it's having to learn how to do that, 
and then mm-hmm. come out the other end with an acquisition. <laughs> I mean, we kind of said like, fine, we'll build it back up from the ground, right? Like, yeah, like, okay, you're gonna like, you're gonna you're gonna totally castrate us at this moment in mm-hmm. in a place where the Lakers could have continued being a dominant franchise for at least some period of time, right? They said like, okay, totally. we're gonna we're gonna start from scratch then, basically, and and so it's what's so relieving about this is that there are so many teams that say they're going to do that and just never get back. Yeah. Right. They say like, I mean, even the Sixers are a good example of that. Like, Mm -hmm. like it's not a guarantee, right? Like tanking and and acquiring picks and yeah, yeah, for sure. They had the Nets picks for, for half a decade. Basically. And the Celtics have gotten one championship in like 32 years. (laughs) So this is actually, I think, uh, I heard Zach Lowe say this, and I think he's right, which is that uh, win or lose in this series, mm-hmm. especially if win, but the fact that the that the Lakers uh, have now made a finals in the 2020s, basically, mm-hmm. if you look at the distribution of finals appearances by the Lakers and Celtics, there's almost no argument that the Lakers are not the greatest franchise in the history of the NBA. Yes. Obviously, I agree. <laughs> right. Because I think that the, the test is like, if you take away one version of those teams, like if you, if, if you pick yeah. randomly one version of those teams, are they still as good? And the answer is like Celtics, no. Because if you no. take away the Bill Russell teams, like, yeah, they're middling, right? So right. in terms of like the, the elite uh, mm-hmm. franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but man, this season has really been something. If we yep. think about everything that's happened and to your point, the full, the full year that these players have been through, mm-hmm. right? Like, let mm-hmm. me just rattle some of these things off. Boogie Cousins tore his ACL. Yeah. Playing <laughs> like at LA Fitness or something, right? It was a non-contact injury, yeah. torn ACL. We then had to sign Dwight Howard, uh, which we're going to talk about our reactions to a little later. Oh, man. We had the whole China incident, which was... Yep. Uh, the first time for this team that we had questions of, are they going to play the games? A, a theme that yeah, would then be repeated right. a couple times You're throughout right. this season. That's a good point. Um, yeah, because we weren't sure if the government was going to let them. And also one of the first like non-Olympic international crises precipitated by sports. Yeah, for sure. Or, like maybe soccer does it too. I don't really know or care. Yeah, I don't really follow soccer outside of the World Cup. Um, we obviously had the, the the tragic loss of Kobe and Gigi, which which yeah. I think hit on a on an organizational level, not just the players, but everyone across the organization. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's a moment when, like, the organization could have faltered and it would have been yeah. totally justified. Yeah. You know, like Rob Palinka could have just said, like, I just can't do it right now. My heart is mm-hmm. too heavy and I, I, mm-hmm. I can't focus on the trade deadline. I can't focus on. Yeah. Right. But he, but right. they didn't. The, the whole group, they they. They came together. They they used mm-hmm. that to to bring themselves together to lean into each other. Yeah. Right. Then we had the first stoppage. We had a global pandemic stop the season. Yeah. Which was now the second time we weren't sure when or if games would yeah. return. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, then, thankfully, this whole bubble thing comes together. But then we have Avery decide not to join the bubble. Yeah. Right. Avery, like a, a a starter on our team, mm-hmm. key piece of of our defense. Then games start again, and we have a second stoppage, mm-hmm. right, as a, as a result of the, the police violence that we saw this summer, where, again, yep. the question was, are we going to see these mm-hmm. games return or not? Right. Right? Uh, right? The players bound together, decided to keep playing, right? And, and now, we, now here we are at the finals. It's mm-hmm. remarkable. I think it's really remarkable, and it's unlike anything we've ever seen. It is. And it's, it's that level of tribulations that ha- i think has yielded the kind of personal growth that you know this is a this is a team unlike others this is a moment unlike others not just for the team but for like all of southern california you know this is a absolutely uh, this is a way weightier finals <laughs> i know it's it's so silly it's like oh it's a basketball game it's like yeah but if there's one thing that like kobe showed is that those seemingly small things can transcend um and we give them weight 
and that's I think that's the reason why after the you know accident there was a there wasn't that that falling off or that like giving up there was instead a doubling down because that's like what he wanted yeah um, and and then on top of it LeBron man just the narrative of his arc as a player as a person uh, and 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 our relationship to him like i hated totally. the guy at the decision man like i totally. hated that dude and yeah. to see him transcend and turn into this you know god gave me big shoulders for a reason like man that i respect and the the like crumpled up the prepared statement and spoke yeah. from his heart oh. after kobe's passing like all of these yeah. moments yeah the yeah it, it's impossible to have seen coming and it's humbling to be to like bear witness to and you know even as just as fans and just people that talk into microphones every once in a while about it like it's just cool to have it in our lives and uh yeah i mean we're we are very fortunate to to you know like i think it's a fair question to ask like i don't know if we'd still be doing this podcast if lebron wasn't on this team yeah right because I think at a certain point we'd just be like, oh God, like are these kids really going to get bounced out of the first round of the playoffs again, or you know, know. whatever, yeah, you know, right, like right, I, exactly. I think it's it would be hard for us to want to like be as uh-huh. invested if 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 we didn't see a leader emerge in the way that he has and and all well, that kind of stuff. There's just something different about being a Lakers fan too. It's like it is a transcending kind of thing where it's it's not just the expectations, it's not just the history. There's something cultural about it. There's something richer to it. And I think that's what, like, we're lucky to have been from Southern California, but, like, I think that's what attracts people to this team, not just the winning, not just the excellence. There's there's just some... It's the arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that should be the slogan. It's not just the willing, it's not It's not just the winning, it's not just the excellence, it's the arrogance. <laughs> that. That'd be a pretty good t-shirt. All right, man, speaking tell of, me about... Wait, speaking, speaking of t-shirts, yeah. really quick, can I tell yeah. you about a t-shirt that I haven't thought about in a long time? Yeah, she... I went to uh, Lakers. Uh, pl- I went to a Lakers preseason game. Okay. Uh, the the year that LeBron signed with the Heat. Okay. Uh, which I believe was twenty twelve. Yeah, that sounds right. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Somewhere in there. Because the shirt right. said three Pete over three Heat. And I loved that so much. I thought that was such a catchy slogan. And I and obviously I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna make the finals against the Heat. It's gonna be three Pete versus three Heat. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that because the Lakers haven't played the final. Lakers haven't played the Heat in the finals until yeah. now. Yeah. I wish we made it that year, man. Dirk was just on a mission, man. I know he was. People a killer forget that year. People forget that year. You know, they they roast LeBron all, all the time for that that shit, but like nobody could beat him. Dirk was just on a different tier, and it didn't last long, but. You know, no. I mean, he's an all-time great player. And that season, he that was season like especially. He was he, he was goat tier for a playoffs. Like he yeah. really was. It oh, was, totally. It was, it was insane. And everything came together. Like Tyson Chandler just had right. like a like a, a euphoric season for him, where which he's never been able to to really get back to ever since. But yeah. not now. But like in, yeah, you know, the years following. I know. And also, LeBron was a different player. I mean, he couldn't that that series taught him. How the value of shooting and let's talk about the value of shooting about this game seven a little bit tell me a little bit about lebron and closeout situations because he's clearly uh what is it different animal same beast yeah so according to elias sports lebron james is now 38 and 10 which is a 79.2 percent uh winning percentage in all time in closeout games again that's 38 and 10 79 percent in closeout games and that's not a small sample size that's 48 closeout games yeah yeah uh that is the best record by a player in postseason history minimum 25 games um and he's the first player now to reach the finals with five different head coaches in NBA history this guy is just that's a crazy stat a whole other level like yeah i i think that he just he is a cheat code for the playoffs yeah I really think that like not not just like his game, but physically like just everything about him is built for winning in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And and we're just lucky to to have him. But anyone who says he's not clutch. Oh, yeah, that's stupid. Well, look at that. 
And like we're finally getting it too, because like yeah, I watched a lot of LeBron throughout his career, but I don't think I ever watched every single playoff game of his through the whole playoffs. No, no. I'd watch a good. No, chunk, all we would but... see was like him subtweeting his teammates. <laughs> right. on the, you know but what I mean? To be fair, like he's grown a lot. Dude yes. was kind of an asshole, and like I think yeah. he would admit that too. But I would admit that too about like my early twenties and stuff. You know, dude, so... he has chosen one tattooed on his back, like. The, yes, this... the evidence is there. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but he's how human, about this? Man. That's it. That's it. How about this one? This is another uh, stat from Elias Sports. Okay, this one blew my mind. I didn't know this one. The Lakers are fifty-three and zero this season when leading going into the fourth quarter. That's that is the best record ever in the shot clock era. It's ridiculous. That's that... wild. And what's killing me about this team is that, like, how many they're 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 racking up these best ever kind of accolades now. Where outside of you know the the Warriors and the Kobe Shack Lakers, how many people get through the Western Conference with like gentleman sweeps, or you know they they won outright, but like how? That doesn't happen, man. No. And it's that that's what that's what blows my mind about looking from the past like we're going to do in the future like in this pod uh and trying to assess what this team's um likely outcome is going to be. I think but I do think that we said that their ceiling was pretty limitless, but their floor was questionable too. And we're seeing that like that that ceiling is actually like you could put this team up against a lot of squads throughout NBA history and they'd have a shot. Not to I say mean, that like we're bulletproof going to the final. No, no, that, no. But... They're super versatile for sure. Yeah. And I think that versatility is like, what's cool about it is that like their ceiling is not one thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you know, dude, shouts to Palenka, man. He totally, he was able to pull that off even after having to wait for Kawhi's whiny ass. <laughs> ridiculous i mean he basically finished out this roster with like one mid-level exception and a bunch of veteran minimum contracts like it's unreal and a and, unreal. A, and a non-guaranteed contract quite like it's it's uh, like oh my pretty God. wild <laughs> um the guy that like you don't you don't gentlemen sweep the nuggets without dwight howard no that doesn't happen no no not at all no, I, I mean i think I think we probably still would have won the series without him, but I, but I think it's, I think it would have been a much harder series. Yeah. Cause to me, the, the, the difference in that series, if you look at the games we won, Joker mm-hmm. was in foul trouble. Yep. That's yep. like really Simple. it. You know, Not you can reason. talk about rebounding. You can talk about like, no, the, the consistent theme of all the games we won was that he got two fouls in the first quarter or, or, you know, mm-hmm. second quarter once in the first game when Dwight didn't come in until the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference. And yep. then we cooked him when he was off the floor. And part of that's Caruso too, man. Caruso got Out. really good at switching on Joker. He got yeah. those little elbows to the face. His he was he, celebrating every time he got in his. Oh, so oh sweet. he knows that dude knows how to take a beating. <laughs> he does, and he's willing to. <laughs> yeah, he always gets the, like one good charge every game, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, he's been through the furnace, man. And we need we knew we needed somebody like that. Like he's like our our deep fish, man. So, uh, how about this? Speaking of uh having gone through the furnace. Yeah. On our current roster mm-hmm. with LeBron, mm-hmm. Rondo, Dwight Howard, and Danny Green, the Lakers have at least one player from every NBA final since 2007. It's absurd. How did we not talk about that earlier i mean we talked about that we had veterans but i don't we think we veterans. thought about like like the details yeah. of like i mean it also is like it happens that danny green has played for the spurs and the raptors mm-hmm. right like it, it but that, it's not like he was and, but it's not like he was inconsequential in any of those no 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 that's you know? that's totally true so yeah, yeah that's that totally yeah he wasn't um oh gosh who's the who's the kid who was on the warriors who got traded to oh yeah, uh, yeah, McCaw, yeah. patrick mccaw he wasn't like patrick mccaw <laughs> Um, but I mean, but again, you want to talk about experience, like the, these guys are going to go into these games knowing how to be prepared for a final series. Yeah. 
And no question. Exactly. You know, and, and for me, thinking about AD, mm-hmm. like, what an amazing opportunity for him to get to learn, mm-hmm. right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's going to be our guy for post-LeBron, hopefully. Yeah. And so I think we need him to, like, really soak up as much from, from the people he has around him right now as, as he can. Agreed. Agreed. And, and same with the other role players. Same with Kuzma. Same with Alex Caruso. Like, same with KCP. Yeah. Dude, some big shots. Big moments from KCP. And then some big moments from Danny Green in that last game. He did not have a good series. But game five, he stepped up, man. And that, that's all, all I'm asking is for W's. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how we get there. Yeah, it's true. So any other just kind of random thoughts before we get to in and out and then talk about the, um, uh, the Heat series? Yeah, I, I'd like to point out that only two Lakers played all 12 minutes of the fourth in game five, LeBron and Caruso. I have a, you know what, I'm going to save this. We'll get, we'll get to it. Let's okay. continue on to in and out. All right, cool. In, in out. Uh, all right, Luke. In or out, the Los Angeles Lakers yeah. will win the NBA Finals. In. I'm in, dude. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, like, me too. Like, I just had like, to ask. I had to ask, man. You got to give the people like, what they want, okay? I mean, okay. We're, we'll get into we'll get into it. I don't want to I don't want to spoil our our coach's corner. So, let's keep going. Yeah. All right. I'm in as well. Uh, Luke, this is a, a repeat one that you were driving back in the day. So, props to you. <laughs> Luke, in or out? Hashtag Palinka doesn't suck. <laughs> I would even go so far as to say Palinka's fucking great. Yeah. I was I was thinking uh, Bobby Marks tweeted out that Palinka should be the executive of the year. And I got really caught up in that until I remembered how many picks Sam Presti fleeced out of the know, league. Right? And I was like, ah, that's, yeah. all right, that's a hard bar to clear. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. No, my, my point back then was like, trust Palinka. Like he's put together a respectable squad. They've got a really good shot. He didn't yeah. have all of his tools, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's way beyond that now. It's like this dude put together a flexible roster that just gentlemen sweep the entire West. And now he's and got wasn't some an easy... sick Pat Riley flow. <laughs> yeah, he does. He totally has Pat <laughs> Riley flow. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a head to head of slick back hairstyles. We just need to get him that bag of rings to drop on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Do agents get rings? Do agents get rings like when when they're players? Like does Palinka get? Does he have rings from when Kobe won? Let, let's continue on. I'll look that up while, while all I right. keep going. Because maybe he does have the bag of rings already. <laughs> um, all right, next one. Uh, Luke, in or out, uh, Vogel should run out the normal starting five out. for game one. Out. It's winning time. It's winning time. So what would, what would be your proposed? I mean, out? mine's kind of dumb, but I, I, it's, it's because of the roster that we're going to be going up against. I think that um, one of two moves. I, I think that Bam, I'd like to see Bam against Dwight. Uh, okay. But I think that you could do that in uh, in those second unit minutes and yep. get at least a taste of that and then see, okay, do, do we want to start off like we did with Jokic um, being guarded by Dwight right off the bat, which I actually, I think would be a, a good move because Bam is killing people on the boards and Dwight loves to kill people who are trying to kill you. <laughs> so, like, throw a couple elbows. And I love the strategic shoulder. That is so much harder for a ref to be like, I mean, it wasn't an elbow, it was a shoulder. He just yeah. happens to be Dwight Howard with shoulders that are like little torpedoes, man. Yeah. <laughs> they look like an elbow. Um, yeah, so I'm... I'm in on that. But I what I actually would like is I'd like to slide Alex Caruso up to the starting unit. Hell because yeah. I think that against Drogic, uh I I think that uh I think that's a really good matchup yeah. defensively. I agree. And I think that it could space the floor a little bit. Um we'd get some good screens going. And I this whole series is BAM A D, man. That's the yeah. whole I mean, I, I'm I'm here to be proven wrong, but that looked like the whole path for the heat on their way into the finals i think it's going to be their make or break in the finals 
and I'm doubling down on AD being better than Bam. All right. All so of your stats back it up. So you're out on running out the starting the same out starting on, five. And the you're one in that on I would AD advocate, being better than Bam. <laughs> yeah. And I would I would advocate to uh throw Caruso at point guard, slide yeah. LeBron down a spot, and then have AD play the five. That's what I think we should start with. I um, I love that because defensively, the only issue Caruso has is against speed. Right. And that's not a problem against Dragic. No. Um, and I think or, that he's disciplined size, enough like to big... hang with his like crafty Euro game. Right. Like, and, and he's gotten better at it. Like he was, he had some good moments against even Russell Westbrook, who is kind of yeah. Caruso's worst nightmare yeah. in terms of and, like on paper. And on offense, he can play off ball really well. So it doesn't mess up Braun still leading the, leading the attack and being the primary ball handler. Um, yeah. All right. Last one, in or out. There's this rumor that LeBron allegedly wanted to face the Heat, not the Celtics, despite like there being obviously a lot of Laker lore around the Celtics. Uh-huh. And the reason is is because of like Pat Riley's comments after he left Miami about like not having the guts to uh-huh. to to try again. Are you in on are you in on this? No, I think that the source that told Shaq, because he had a source in the Lakers locker room, it was it was totally Jared Smith. Jared Smith just wanted to be right with his because he had a playoffs prediction back in like February yeah, when he wasn't yeah. on the team that it was going to be Lakers Heat. I'm sure that J.R. Smith texted Shaq. He's like, "Oh, come on, Heat!" And then Shaq took it as like, "Oh, it's because he wants him." Mm. No, it's like no. Jared just wanted that screenshot to go around the internet. Never mind. I, be like, "What a basketball!" I, I, I'm in on this. I'm in on this. Okay. Just because of what we've talked about with LeBron liking to manufacture, yeah, like like motivation. Ooh, I like that. Right. Like That's he's been calling this yep. his revenge season all season long. Right. Right. So I could see him like, even if he didn't really care being yep. like, what's going to get me up for this series. Yep. I don't really have a problem with the Celtics. I owned them for a while. Yep. Right. Decade. But wouldn't it be really nice to go back and, and win one against, yep. you know, the people who, you know, the, the man who, who, you know, criticized me on my way out. I, I think that mm-hmm. if, if nothing else than just him creating some motivation, I think I'm in on this. I like it. Um, all right, cool. So with that, uh, let's, let's talk about this series. So let's, let's do a little coach's corner finals edition. What do you have for us, Luke? I love it. So like I was saying before, Bam VAD, I think that that is going to be the key to this. And I, I, I think that was that we saw a decent amount of that in the this regular season as well um in that in that first game where we pretty much blew them out of the water uh we we beat them by 15 points and the 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 second game that was much more of a thriller um that first game was interesting because it's actually ad's um career record for three pointers attempted with nine so he was feeling himself that game uh but it's it's interesting it's going to be something interesting to watch because i think that bam has a at least like it's kind of more of a push in terms of foot speed foot speed Mm. um ad is taller and longer but bam is still a big guy what ad has on him is that outside shooting yeah like and so i think that we're going to use that to our advantage on offense also the heat love to run zone zones Mm -hmm. um in part i think that they were successful with that because i think that zones work really well against wings running wings off of three-pointers and forcing them down into the middle where you have a really good um, interior defense and, and stout um, guys like Jimmy Butler. They're able to play defense. So it makes, it makes sense against the Celtics. Where I don't think it makes sense is against the Lakers. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. D- Daniel Tice is not Anthony Davis. <laughs> exactly. Well, the, in my opinion, the key to a zone is to break it down through the high post. A lot of people say you shoot your way out of a zone with, with three-pointers. I actually think that there's a there's a huge opportunity for like somebody like Jokic playing a zone against Jokic is, is pretty devastating because he can kick it to anybody. You're collapsed the key. And then he can also pop up over the top of whoever's guarding him at like the nail. Um, same thing that AD is able to do where he can just eat at that high post. If they're going to yeah. leave that open and if they yeah. come off to double, they're going to have to come off to double from either the wing or from whoever's going to be guarding the basket. So he's got an over-the-top lob to the other um, seven-footer, if we have them in, or LeBron, probably LeBron. Um, and then you have a cutting Kuzma, cutting Caruso. I think that we'd be able to feast on his own. Um, 
I, other, I could see myself eating those words, but I, 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 I don't I think you it. will. Cause even in, even in non AD minutes, if you, if you think about a lineup that has, let's say Rondo and Braun and mm-hmm. Kuzma and Caruso, mm-hmm. the other way you break his own is through cutting. Right. And exactly. so those are all really gifted off ball cutters. Yep. So they're like the, like Rondo's uh, points per possession when he runs a pick and roll are, are like, insane right now it's like over one point per possession something like that Mm -hmm. so you can imagine like a rondo dwight pick and roll Mm -hmm. with all of these cutters flying around in and out like like and you have a a passer in rondo who can actually make those passes through the zone like yeah i i I think that we have multiple ways through multiple types of lineups to be able to withstand something like that yep exactly um oh actually sorry i need to correct myself i got the i got the two uh games switched around that tight game was the one where ad shot his career high. yeah it's nine ah okay yeah. he had okay. nine four for nine by the way he had four threes i like that like if we 44 we, we see 44 percent three-point shooting from any game in this series from ad i think that we're winning that game um and i also I think, think right. that i think that we have got um a advantage in the butler versus lebron conversation as well i mean uh, butler is a great player he is a he's a star but lebron's yeah. a superstar yeah it's just there's and i don't want to disrespect him like he's he's a very great basketball player i'd love him on our team yeah i actually he's, think these teams are very comparable in that way mm-hmm. yes in, in in that like i i think that that bam is is uh would love to play like ad but is not quite ad right mm-hmm. and jimmy in in a similar way to braun like doesn't have a super reliable shot mm-hmm. right has, has had to get there by working his teammates into the game plan mm-hmm. cutting hard playing hard defense right like he's rebounding. Like alex yeah yeah rebounding but the problem is like we just have the better version of those players yeah and then i think in terms of the 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 other guys on both rosters like I, I think that some of them have the edge, some of ours have the edge, but our mm-hmm. core is just like so much better, clearly. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm really impressed by Tyler Hero. I think he's had an insane postseason. Whether or not he's able to step up in the finals versus against the Celtics is yet to be seen. Lakers. Um, Lakers. Yeah. Sorry. The finals against <laughs> the Lakers, but versus like he was able to step up oh, against I the get Celtics what you're in okay. the Eastern okay. Conference. Um, and, uh, I I think that the Lakers should have like a good scouting report on him now. He shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. That guy's yeah. a knockdown shooter. And he's also not that big. Same so, with Duncan Robinson. Like these guys shouldn't surprise us. Yeah, exactly. And but we have we have big guards. We have yeah. big defenders. And so that's what I'm hoping will be able to give us a little bit of a wash there at least. Is that like, yeah, Tyler Hero might be a better shooter than Danny Green. Um, but Danny Green's like Four inches taller than him, or three inches taller than him, <laughs> you know, with a with a longer wingspan and way more. Well, and also does and... a lot more than just shoot. Like that's the great yeah. thing about Danny Green is that he can mm-hmm. still make winning basketball plays if he's missing shots. Mm-hmm. He's proven oh. that over many right. years in his career. This is going to be a rebounding series again. It's funny because both of these teams are a little bit old school. Yeah, which is totally. really interesting. Um, but I also like our chances more against a guard and big heavy team than a wing heavy team. Um, I felt that way uh, with the Nuggets, and I feel that way now, where I honestly think that the Nuggets beat the Heat if they went head-to-head. Mm. So um, I like our okay. chances. Um, I'm still... I, Iggy is, is a great was a great pickup for them. Again, another player that would have been nice for us to have picked up. Um, but at the same time, the numbers don't really bear out. The last time Braun faced Iggy in the playoffs in 2018 finals, Braun averaged 34... 8.5 rebounds and 10 assists. So if he gets that stat line and AD is playing as well as he should, we should be over that 60 point per game yeah. combina- combination. That... 19 and one. <laughs> exactly. How, so let me, let me throw you a little wrinkle here. Yeah. There's something interesting about Jimmy Butler's game that, that some people have, have commented on, which is that like, he doesn't really get into his offense until later in the game. Hmm. And I think this is interesting because I think it is unlike any player that we've faced in these playoffs in that okay. I think we've played some marquee guys who drive the whole game, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Dame doesn't like chill for most of the game. I know we talk about uh-huh. Dame time, 
but he's a killer the whole game, right? He's going to get his buckets the whole game. Yeah. Harden is going to get his buckets the whole game. Russ is going to get his buckets the whole game. Uh, Murray. Murray is going to get his buckets the whole game. Butler is this interesting problem because what I could see happening is through three quarters of the game, we feel really good about what we're doing. And then mm-hmm. suddenly he turns it on and yeah. we just don't have time to adjust. That's yeah. what I'm a little worried about with him. Uh-huh. I think that like with, I think that like in a vacuum, our team could totally handle him and, mm-hmm. and this team. My worry is that in game one, he might catch us a little by surprise, even mm-hmm. if we're ready for it, even if we know it's going to happen just because you do have to then adjust. And that does take a little bit of time. It, it's not instant, right? Sometimes it can take a, a couple different attempts at different things to figure out mm-hmm. what works. Mm-hmm. Even any, any thoughts about that? Or do you think that he's going to have to just start fast because that's the only way they're going to be able to hang with us? I think they're going to have to start fast. I don't think they're going to be able to hold anything back. Um, what, what I actually think is going to be really fascinating about both of these teams is both of these teams go on devastating runs and play good defense. And like yeah. that, that closeout run against the Celtics to ice that series yeah. was ridiculous. And yeah. that was one of the first times that like watching them, I was like, oh, damn, like that. That's what we do. Yeah, seriously. That's yeah. So, so my my biggest worry is like we are a smash mouth team that goes on an eighteen and two run and tries to quiet you down in the third quarter or really any part of the game. Sometimes in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando Magic, what's up? Uh, very rarely in the third quarter. To yeah, our that's annoyance. Actually very rarely, rarely in the third quarter. It's usually fourth or fourth or first. <laughs> yeah. Like to get it done earlier, get it done late. Um, whether or not we can take the punch is going to be a big deal this series. But I'm glad that we've made it through these playoffs before we've had to get here because we've had to take some lumps. The Nuggets totally. were really good at that. Um, Every like team Nuggets, we've played has been known for being able to yes. score in bunches right. in a fury. Yeah, exactly. And like erase a double-digit deficit like instantly. Um, yeah. And and that, la- that closeout game against the Nuggets was a really good example of what I could see this series being where it's like Lakers go up a 10-point lead and then they just keep pounding at you and now it's five mm. points now it's tied now you get that five point lead back now it's like it that that feeling of like even if you have a lead you're never comfortable um that's got to be the whole mo and it's the finals so i feel like there's a lot more urgency that's just injected by the nature of what this is totally they've been they've been saving themselves for this moment this is the time to play 40 minutes in a game this yep. is the time to unleash ad and have him you know like go harder to the to the rack to have LeBron like fight through multiple defenders. This is, this is what we need now. And this is what we've I mean, been saving yeah. ourselves for. Totally. LeBron is averaging career lows in playoff minutes per game, which is wild. Cause he's still like averaging a triple double. I know <laughs> the, that, the LeBron bad game. Triple double is the most bizarre yeah. thing to me. Like, like our, our game three against, against the nuggets where he had like a quote unquote bad game with a 30 point triple double. I know. I know. It's just like, God, what arrogance. I know. <laughs> There's just something different with both of those guys. Like we, we've talked about it. AD doesn't look like himself unless he's scoring 35. It's weird. It's just, but it's, it's just, that's the world they live on, man. That's the stratosphere yeah. that they're orbiting and we need him to be there. That's the yeah. way that the team is built especially offensively and defensively, really. I mean, when LeBron locked in on defense against Murray, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I Murray went like 0 open. for 6 to finish that game. And then when LeBron found his shot in that fourth quarter and rattled off 16 points, like all from the mid-range. That was beautiful. LeBronto made an appearance. And <laughs> uh, yeah, Toronto fans were having like PTSD, man. That was, that was something. And if we get that LeBron, which we probably are going to, man, we've watched him for the last 17 years do this. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is that we don't even need that LeBron every night. Yeah. We really, like, we need that LeBron, like, once or twice, probably. Mm-hmm. And that would probably be enough. Probably would decide it. Because I, I feel like these two teams with LeBron playing average are kind of a wash. Yeah. But I don't know. Because I think that AD is that much better than Bam. And I think oh, me, that AD's, yeah. I think he's ready to tell people. He's ready to like have them shout it. In the same way that LeBron put that exclamation mark on that Nugget series, I feel like AD is ready to be like, yeah, you guys call me soft? Dude, I think that you saying that the Lakers, like, goat 
caliber player could take a night off and we'd still be awash with the other team playing us in the finals is it's not an indictment of AD. It is, it is like an elevation of AD to say that yeah. he is that good yeah. that I, our number one that. option could be down and yeah. that we're still just as good as this team. I'm not saying not him. playing. I'm not saying not playing. No, no, like, I know, I know, know but, but not playing to his level. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Totally. I, I, I really believe in AD, and it's been because of, it's been obviously the season. Like, the season made me believe in AD defensively, like more than anybody I've ever watched in my life. And then the playoffs have made me believe in AD's offensive ceiling being as high as Kevin Durant when he's cooking. Well, the only player with the same type of playoff averages that, that AD is, is averaging throughout this, these playoffs was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's so insane. That's the only comp in terms of, uh, like, if you look Dude. at rebounds and scoring and true shooting percentage and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's the level he's at. <laughs> are, are we ready to say it? Giannis who? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I mean, we. He, I. I said the same. I said, "Are we ready to start talking about uh, uh, Doc Rivers being a bad coach?" Took 13 days, but he's not coaching. Uh, yeah. Anymore. I mean, I mean, look, like it, it took AD a, a while to get here. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. we can give Giannis a couple more years, but I do think that his his window of like, like. I do think that maybe last season's MVP was premature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and look, and, we as Laker yeah. fans have been witness to bad MVP voting. Mm-hmm. Of course. Right. Like, I think Reagan we would say that like totally. Kobe really should have won some of those MVPs over Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, but at the end of the day, like we have the hardware. So. Yep. That's all that matters. Finals MVPs that's, are what matters. That's what we care about. Yep. Um, Okay, anything else on, on this final series, what you're looking forward to, any matchups or, or anything else? You know, I, I'm just hoping that, I'm hoping that this is a moment for all of our guys to take it to that next level. I'm ready for AD to enter himself into an MVP conversation. I'm ready for LeBron to silence anybody, Skip, Bayless, from even being able to like wake up in the morning. Not, not, not dead, but like wake up and like put on his shoes and stuff. Just like stay in bed, man. Like I'm, I'm ready for that goat conversation to just kind of go away, where it's like, yeah, I mean, did you watch last year? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm ready for Kawhi to still be a top five player, but not even be in the same tier. I, I'm, and I'm ready for Frank Vogel to be recognized as the coach that he is. Yeah, and and to show it, I think that all these guys have it in them. I'm, I'm ready for Kuzma to, um, like, show that he's a good defensive player on yeah. the biggest stage and and show that he's like a pretty well-rounded role player. I'm ready for Danny Green to actually hit some shots wide open <laughs> from the corner. And because I think that all these guys can, and so that's why I think that they will. Um, and and for Crusoe to, to prove that he really belongs in the NBA. I think he's not, proved that, but like... To prove that he belongs in all defense. NBA yeah, yeah, yeah. Team. That he, he belongs like in a... I don't mean belongs, but I mean belongs in a like a... Yeah. This is a player that you want on your team. Your playoff team. Yeah, your playoff. Like, you're a playoff team. This is a guy who is a winner on a playoff team. Yep. Level. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. Um, all right. So we want to we turn back the clock a little bit and do something just for fun. Uh, a new segment that I'm going to call Check the Receipts. Mm-hmm. So, Luke, you and I recorded... Uh, <laughs> a Lakers offseason recap um, a little over a year ago, September 3rd, 2019, which was, is again, silly because it was for this season, um, yeah. in which we said some things uh, that I think we need to take responsibility <laughs> oh for. Oh, God. I'm not reading ahead. I'm just going to let you hit me with these as they come. So some of them are good. Um, okay, good. Some of them are very good. So I'll start off with a good one for you. So, uh, Luke, you in response... To me saying that we had re-signed uh, Alex Caruso, AC, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the Bald Mamba, a.k.a. Caruso, a.k.a. AC Fresh, a.k.a. Caruso Goat, said, quote, that's going to be important, man. <laughs> <laughs> so understated. <laughs> and it was. It was. So I could have used kudos, a very, but. Kudos to you. Well, I was, I was rattling off who we signed and like in the middle of me saying players, you're like, yeah. you kind of slipped in there. That's going to be important, man. 
<laughs> nice. Love it. Um, I guess the intonation matters. The inflection yeah. matters. Okay, that's good. Um, all right, here's, here's, here's another one from me. Okay. Um, this was you. You added this at the last minute as an in or out. Okay. Uh, you asked, uh, would, would I rather the coach be Ty Lue or Frank Vogel? Ooh. Uh, and I said that I would have preferred Ty Lue yeah, to Vogel. Yeah, I understand. At that time. At that now, time, my, my justification was that Vogel would have been his lead assistant, so he still would have been yeah, in the mix. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but I, I, I take that back. I'm very happy that we ended up with the, the coach we ended up with. Yep, me too. Um, all right, here's another one. This is a good one for you. Mm. Uh, Luke, in response to me slandering the re-signing of Rajon Rondo, <laughs> said, quote, you watch, dude. He's going to win us a playoff game and make us eat all our words. It's going to happen. <laughs> and it literally has. <laughs> yeah. I, owe, I owe Rondo a huge apology. <laughs> He's been really, really good in these playoffs. That's funny. And then I said something about like, I would be asking why is he playing that many minutes in a playoff game? Yeah, yeah. That uh, and, and then here's the crazy thing. You said, yeah, the only acceptable way for Rondo to play significant minutes is injury. Little did we know that the other acceptable reason for him to play significant minutes is a global pandemic that causes our starting point guard to not be with the team any longer. Technically an injury. Yeah. <laughs> That's on a global scale. Yeah. Oh, my God. DNP yeah. Earth. 2020. Um, all right. Here's another yeah. one. Uh, on in or out of signing Dwight Howard. Oof. Uh, I said I was out. Yeah. You were much more charitable to Dwight at the time. You were like, he's a Laker, so I have to love him. So I'm tentatively in. Uh, I said I was out. <laughs> Such a cough out. But listen, I, I want to say I, I did. I did say that I wanted to see him succeed. And I also okay. yeah. I also was very clear to set the record that he did not suck the first time he played with us, that he had started yeah. 76 games and led the league in rebounding despite having hurt back. Yeah. Um. But here's the here's the real one. This was the one that caused me to search this out because I, I thought I remembered this. Uh, I asked Luke in yeah. or out that Dwight Howard will start a game at some point this season oh, for like basketball this. reasons for non injury. I remember this. And you were out. You're totally out. out. You're like, I, I don't see any no reason change. why Dwight would start a game. You even talked about like some of his skill set and you're like, but but like yeah, JaVale would be better yeah. at that. Yeah. So yeah. I'd like you to formally apologize to Dwight Howard. Apologize to Dwight Howard. Especially with that last series. I and I, I, I said it earlier in the pod without even being prompted with this. He we would not have we would not have played Jokic that well without Dwight. And I was calling for him to, actually this is funny. I was calling for him to start on Reddit. Uh, uh, I think it was after game one. Yeah, it was before. Yeah, game it was two. after game one. Yeah, it was, and um, and I was getting roasted on Reddit. People were like, "Yeah, man, yeah, right, man. Like you, like either player AD or JaVale, like Dwight, like he's not a starter, all this kind of stuff." And so I have to eat my own crow. I called for it, but it was True. it was good. Yeah, it was great. I mean. Yeah, it was. Everyone's impressed by him. If anybody knew that he was going to play like this, he wouldn't have had an unguaranteed contract. Yeah, of course, of course not. Like, like. I mean, I think. I think. uh, This is the best case, Dwight. Totally, totally. We got Orlando Dwight for a second. Well, I think it's. I mean, we kind of needed best case Dwight because we got worst case Boogie Cousins. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, good point. That's a good. So it kind of balanced out, but. you know, I, I, I think that um, I'm going to save this content for later because winter is coming in mm. terms of both the, the literal season and in terms of like content for us to podcast about. Yep. But I think the team's decision regarding him or bringing him back is, is going to be a really interesting one to follow. And I, I don't yeah. think it's clear cut what we should do, uh, yep. but he certainly has at this point earned us debating that. Uh, yeah. Once yep. these once these games are over. Yeah. Um, Four to seven more. Yeah. So, Luke, with that, here's the schedule. Yeah. Game one, Wednesday night, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, and then it's the same as we've been used to. We've gotten used to. So every other night. So Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. And they are, uh, let's see, the Sunday games are 4.30 p.m. All the other games are 6 p.m. 
All right. So here we are. This is what we've been That's dreaming crazy. about. So we've been podding about though. for a couple years now. Basketball will definitely be done by the 13th of October. That's kind of sad. I know. And it's but, probably not going to be back for the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to take at least at least until January. Yeah. And even then, who knows what they'll do. Crazy, man. Well, we got to enjoy it while we got it. And hopefully we come up big. And I would be happy with only four more games if it goes our direction. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very true. Um, I want to thank all of our followers for joining us on this combination celebratory uh, look ahead and look back podcast and invite you to please subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. And check us out on social media at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Ready for this uh, ride, man? Yeah, I got a shout out at Just Rye Cole. Uh, Lord, please give my wife the patience to deal with me over these next two weeks. <laughs> oh, uh, Lakers and six. Oh, nice. Um, I'm going with the obvious decision. Lakers and five. Man. Lakers and five. I was setting you up for it. Five, 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 five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see how it falls. See ya.